Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer of the Giant Insider, Chris Bizignano. Well, Giant fans, the good news is a couple things. One, if you have a heart condition and you got through yesterday's game, uh, the good news is you, you probably have a pretty strong heart and you don't need to go to a stress test anytime soon. The other thing is, and Chris is going to, uh, maybe I get the Buffoon of the Week award for this, but um, the Giants are still mathematically <laughs> alive in the playoff picture. Uh, we have four oh. games left. Uh, they, they won a game that none of us expected them to win. I thought they were going to lose 31-10, to 10, uh, but they came away victorious, and it was, um, was not an easy victory, to say the least. It was uh, hard fought to say. <laughs> it was definitely hard fought. Uh, but, you know, I can't stop smiling because when the Giants win, even in a season like this where they're not likely to make the playoffs, uh, it still feels good. Um, but Chris, you were there. I uh, just wanted to get your reaction to this game because it was, <laughs> it was one for the ages, my man. Yeah, it it really was, man. It, it what a what a turn of events, you know, being up by ten and next, you know, the Bears on the Philly special tie it. I spent the last. Yeah, we we can't call it that. We have to we have to give it a different name. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. You're kind of right with that um, scumbag special. I spent yeah, I spent the last few minutes downstairs in the corner of the end zone watching the game, and man, I tell you, the momentum swing was unbelievable. Then when, and then when we won the toss, you know, we got you know uh, when we got the ball in the overtime, and, and man, what the intensity down on the field and the, and the build up when you know when we got the ball in our hands was just, and then going down the field, Barkley with the big run, and and then Eli hitting Shep a few times. To move the sticks and 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 Rosas, who's in my opinion a pro bowler. Oh, he's been big, he's been phenomenal. Yeah, with the big field goal, I, I tell you, being down the field, man, and watching it, it was just, it was a surreal moment. Uh, it was an unbelievable win. Yeah, you sent a couple Before, of nice clips on Twitter of guys coming off the field. So hopefully you can uh, you can yeah. do that again. That was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, you know, Mike Murphy, the head of security for a thousand years with the Giants, it was me and him, and we're and we're like high fiving guys coming off the field, this and that. It was uh, it was a good feeling for the Giants organization. The fourth down play there with you know that 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 little big that deep skinny post that looked like the Jackrabbit knockdown. Yeah, uh, and then and then I'm listening to the Jackrabbit say speaking to the media, and he went on about how Coach Sherma called that last defensive play and it just made me very happy you know little things like that make me very happy foley right yeah i love when a head coach is involved in everything not just some buffoon with a big shot in front of his face like a certain other coach we had not getting involved in the defense because i'm a so-called offensive guy yeah, no, you know well, he used to say all he did was uh swing the whistle around his finger right right and then you have guys like jason gatter who don't do crap for both ends of the ball but you know, I it was funny, Jerry. Just quickly get into it. I asked Sherman last week in a presser about how much how much does he get involved with the defense, and he, you know, he told me he goes, "I'm in his ear all the time, yeah. talking about the defense." And I was like, "Okay, sounds good." And then when you hear Jack Rabbit saying today that I was telling Coach Sherman to go double bracket, he started calling fifty one, and on the last play of the game, he called zero, which was the zero coverage in the back end. It was just Jack Rabbit on man, and Oh, you know, things like that just make me excited, Jerry. Yeah. Way to go, Coach Sherman. Way to get involved. <laughs> I love that, Foley. I love that. Before we get into the game, I, I just wanted to point out two of the most awesome names in not just Giant <laughs> history, but NFL history. Uh, their records went down yesterday. The one, 
was uh, Ali Haji Sheik, the kicker from the early 80s. Uh, Aldrick Rosas beat his uh, field goal record, right? the longest field goal in Giants Jerry, history. Did, Jerry, did that catch you by surprise a little bit when he said I, that yesterday? Well, I thought that, I always thought that, and I remember the game. It was 1983. It was a Monday night game. Well, that's because you're the rain man, but right. go ahead. But I remember because this, okay, so I was eight years old. And right. I was alive in a football pool, and I I picked against the Giants because they were so bad. And my did dad, you say? Well, well, listen, 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 listen. Time I mean, out. It, 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 uh, it's before the age of reason. I'm eight years old, so oh my my, my, my He's dad in football pool, folks. Go my ahead. dad was not was through my dad at work, and he wasn't happy because I that right. I picked against the Giants. Not that I played in the football pool. And I would, I kept saying, you think the Packers will win because you know I, I'd like to rather I'd rather win money at this point. The season's over, and <laughs> Ali Haji Sheik. Kicked. I thought it was 57 yarder, but apparently it was 56. So right. I, I was surprised. I remember the game. I, I swear to God, I remember that game. Oh, I believe you, bud. And he nailed a 57 yarder yesterday, Rosas. And the other one, um, I can't believe this record stood this long. But um, I think it was 830 yards rushing, stood for 83 years, uh, and and Saquon Barkley broke Alphonse Tuffy Lehman's record from mm-hmm. 1935. <laughs> Lehman's went to Gonzaga. I didn't. I didn't see that, but I, I know. Giants history. And uh, interesting fact, real quick, Lehman's was on the cover of the program for December 7th, 1941, D-Day, right. um, when at, at, it was Lehman's Day. And then at halftime, um, they announced all the, the pers- military personnel meeting the concourse of the Polo Grounds because we had just right. been attacked. Anyway, two records went down yesterday. Um, and, uh, you know, good for Barkley, good for Roses, two awesome guys. But want to get into the game, bud. Um, that first half... I mean, we have. I have to talk about Eli because I sent out a tweet, probably midway through the second quarter, where I seriously thought that this was it. Mm-hmm. I've never seen him look so bad in my life. I thought he had time, and he was. He looked just rattled. He threw a pass with two hands. I've never seen that before. He. He. That was the worst I thought he's ever looked, and then. Yeah, Eli and Odell, right? If you criticize them at all, you have the 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 Giants mafia come after you. So, you know, I tweeted, "Hey, this this looks like it could be it for Eli," and everyone just came after me. But uh, you know, second half he rebounded and he and he looked like a different quarterback. But you brought up something um, on Twitter, and you, actually, you texted a bunch of us, a bunch of me and my uh, my idiot friends, um, <laughs> or as you call the the buffoon crew. Um, <laughs> you, you said. Look, that's not on Eli. Odell didn't get to the spot or, or the, the corner read the yeah. play. So, And then yeah. Amani Toomer said it after the game. Like, I, Odell yeah. needs to work on his craft a bit. He's, he's immensely talented, but there are times where he doesn't, yeah. doesn't run a lazy route, but doesn't get to the spot. But no, he's not. I don't know but what you he, thought, buddy, but I, I thought Eli Manning was, was horrific in the first half yesterday. Um, yeah, listen, he didn't play well at all. Um, he was horrible in the first half. Yeah. The, you know, he do a few ball. It looked like he was forcing it to 13 a lot too, right? I mean, he was targeted like nine times or something in the first half. I think he completed one or something like that. He was very – he looked like he was really forcing the ball to Odell. And it his, wasn't His quarterback there. rating was 29.8 in the first yeah. half. <laughs> now, you look at the film, and you know me, Jerry. I'm like, you know, I like to study the film, the plays over and over, blah, blah, blah. And that definitely – you know, when he first threw that interception, that full of jumped – I was I got on Eli at first too. I was like, that is a bad throw. Fuller's reading the route. And that was a lazy route by Odell. It was not Eli's fault. And Odell, as great as he is, Jerry, as great as he is, Armani Toom was 100 percent correct because I look at all all of Odell's routes during games. 
And he does run some lazy routes at times. He does. And that was a perfect example of it. He just, that was supposed to be a slant. And he just did like two steps in and like stopped and follow, jumped him. You know, he jumped it. Yeah. Now, if he's running the proper route, Jerry, the worst you're going to have is an incompletion. But follow might break it up or Dell can't come up with it or you get a nine-yard gain, whatever it is. When you stop on a route like that, guess what? Yeah. You get a pick. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. So that was uh, not a good effort by Odell on that route. Uh, he does have a tendency to, to get a little sloppy in some of his routes, and that was a good example of it. Yeah, the, 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 I think what, what shocked me about this game um, early on was how ready the defense was. And <clears throat> Ogletree made the, the big play to, to start the game. It was second play from scrimmage. They just looked like they were fired up. And <clears throat> one thing we've said all season long, bud, the Giants have flaws, and, and Coach Shermer has flaws with his play calling, clock management. But man, if they don't play for him, I mean, mm-hmm. they, they came out like not nothing to play for. You always have something to play for. But I thought this was going to be the week that the wheels came off, and and they came out fired up. I thought the defense kept them in it. That that score was fourteen seven at half, but it felt like it was four thousand to seven. I, I I thought they can't win this game. This is horrible. They they're not going to win, and and the offense was horrific and. Eli was terrible, but the defense kept him in it. And maybe Ogletree heard us talking about him uh, because he looked like he was shot out of a cannon uh, yesterday and, and made a ridiculous yeah. interception, the one-handed pick. But he, I thought he played his best game as a giant. Jerry, he played his best game as a giant, no question about it. You know, listen, Alec, he's even admitted he hasn't played that well. He, yeah. He's a stand-up guy, man. You know, he, he busts his butt. He, he has admitted, he admitted during the week, you know, in, in the locker room that, yeah, I haven't played my best ball. So he had a little inspiration going on this week. I tell you what, Jerry, looking at the film, the first interception was nice, right? The ball was basically thrown in his hands. He, he, he showed those old. Yeah, he leaped for it. He leaped in the ball, and he came down. You know, he, listen, that's not an easy play, guy oh. throwing a pass like that. Right. And he showed his safety hands. Like, he used to be a safety when he started at Georgia, and then he went over to linebackers last year there, and, you know, obviously into the pros too. So he showed his good hands. But I tell you what, Jerry, that the second interception was absolutely phenomenal yeah why okay he made a great grip right he made like the odell type one hand to grip yeah excellent athleticism right but i tell you what he saved landon collins yeah because landon collins was toasted by tariq cohen once again mind you okay tariq had like three yards on him alec i was watching him he read he looked over to his right saw cohen's route broke to the right Great route read recognition by Ogletree and Chase Daniel threw it to the spot where he did not think Ogletree was going to be, which would have been six points. And Alec came down with a leaping one-handed grab. And so not only is it a great play by Ogletree, Jerry, Landon better buy him dinner this week. Yeah, um, I was going to go offense first, but since you brought it up, Mm -hmm. Landon Collins had a rough game. And look, we've talked about it. He's great at at the line of scrimmage, but... He's he's not a cover safety. I mean, I, at some point you have to admit that he cannot stay with running backs. He struggles with tight ends. He's great at the line, but yeah. and I wasn't. I didn't know if if you t- put the blame on him or on Betcher for being singled up. But then I don't know who else you single up with these guys. Like you almost run out of players. Like okay, go ahead, Landon, try it because you can't put Curtis Riley on anybody. Um, so I, he had a he had a brutal game, Collins. I mean, he was. He was chasing Cohen down the field, it seemed, all game. Yeah, yeah listen, the Bears – Matt Nagy's a smart offensive mind, man. And when the Giants – the Giants were – you know, Betcher was a little more aggressive yesterday. He was eight-gapping, blitzing a lot yesterday. 
Um, but the linebackers, especially Ogletree, and and then you know, and then he was doing it with the um, the guy who came in for Ty Davis, uh, the the practice squad kid that we signed like three weeks ago. I, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce. Oh, his I last know. Start, yeah, start, uh, starts Luka. with an O. Starts with an O. <laughs> yeah, it starts with an O and an E. Or so. Yeah, you're right. But um, and then you know when you get those eight gaps and you got you know and then he had Landon coven in the flat. That's his responsibility a lot of times on these blitz blitz packages, and I, I just don't. It's just a tough matchup for Collins. Um, I, I tell you, he, like you said, Jerry, he he's just not covering well at all. Um, it's something to look at next year as far as just being like a Dion Buchanan and just staying inside, and because he's really hurting the team right now. Yeah, um, he is, and and I, I, I jumped to Collins, but I wanted to go back to um, kind of the flow of the game. It's 14-7. Like I said, it felt like it was, you know, 100-7 to or whatever. And then third and 23, and the Giants aren't doing anything. Shermer admitted after the game this was a giveaway play. Barkley gets the ball, somehow gets 22 with no holes. Wow. A, a ridiculous right. run. Changed the whole tide of the game. It's fourth and one. They're at midfield. They decide mm-hmm. to go for it. They give the ball to, a, 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 I'm sorry, Eli hits Ellison for nine. And then Rosas kicks his 57-yarder. The whole tide of the game changed there. You could feel it. I mm-hmm. mean, this kid and the game he had, he mm-hmm. is absolutely incredible. He is the right pick for this franchise at the right time. I wrote it when it happened. He yes. is everything we could have wanted. And he's got 900 and something, 954 yards rushing. I don't know what he has receiving now. He might be up to about 600 or so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has a shot at breaking Eric Dickerson's rookie all-purpose yardage record. He is behind this line. He didn't have Jackie Slater on his team. I mean, <laughs> the, he yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, that, that run right before the half was strictly him. Strictly him. You know, he just creates so much. And he's a phenomenal talent. And you talk about tough. He got hurt yesterday. When Roquan Smith landed on his shoulder, he went to the sideline, and everybody was like, oh, the wind came out of everybody's sails yeah. in the stands. I was watching him. Of course, you know, one of the advantages of being at the game, you know, you could watch the sidelines, right. and he was hurting. There was three guys around him. His shoulder was hurting. And next thing you know, he went into that tent, Jerry, and then he came out, and he played the rest of the, you know, the, rest of the half and the rest of that quarter in the overtime. He, besides, besides being great, bud, He's one tough dude, and he's just – listen, Jerry. Jerry? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Listen, um, I, I tweeted it. About, I was really happy. I don't know if everyone's going to agree with me, but, you know, about – I was so glad we took him over quarterback. And we got since we got over 1,100 likes on it, I guess a lot of people do agree with yeah. me and you. Uh, he's just an unbelievable talent. But I'm glad he's, he's going to be a, a giant for a long time. Yeah, so they they go into half, and you feel pretty good about it if you're a Giants fan. You're like, wow, they're they're still in this game, and, and we have Saquon Barkley, and it's like, hey, the coaching staff remember that he plays for us. Then the second half, he, he three plays right at, right out of the, the the half. First three plays to Barkley gets about I don't know twenty five yards or so on three carries, looks phenomenal, and then a great play call. Manning flips it to Odell. Odell fakes like he's going mm-hmm. to run it, jukes, throws off the wrong foot, fifty yards down the field to a Russell she- to a mm-hmm. Russell Shepard. Who's wide open? And Manning called it a fifty-yard checkdown, and it's exactly mm-hmm. what it was. He was going to run it. Yeah, I, I just—he's a ridiculous athlete, and yeah. this is the stuff he does where you just you marvel at it. And you know, I, I know that you know uh, some things that 
you know, the public doesn't cause you're there. Um, I understand Odell had a, uh, a motivational speech at halftime. Yes, he did. You know, um, he, he came in and he, he gathered the team together and said, we have to lay it on the line. We have to win this game. You know, you know, just listen, I'm laying it on the line here, man. I don't want to leave this field with a loss and, and Jamon Brown, Jamon, whatever you say, I'm going to say Jamon still uh, Brown. <laughs> um, you know, he said that it lifted the team, you know. So once again, Jerry, not to get into it too much because we have in the past, but, you know, to say Odell is not a leader, to say Odell is not liked in this locker room, whoever says that, whoever writes it, whoever reports it, is a total buffoon. They have yeah. no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, I, I, they love him, uh, and and you could hear it after the game when they come, when they talk about him. And I, I, listen, Jerry, I love the kid, man. I love the kid. Yeah, I know he does stupid stuff in the past, and that, but I love the kid because he will run through a wall to win a game, uh, and that's the type of athlete. I and guess what, Jerry? That's the type of athlete Pat Shermer likes, my man. Yeah. Yep. Trust me on this. So, that's why he likes Janoris Jenkins, big time. Yeah, he loves Jenkins Sherman because he's a gamer. Yeah, he's he is. tough. So, Giants get down later on. We skip a few um, series. Giants get down to the one on fourth and one, mm-hmm. uh, and this is this is where I laughed yesterday because you know we're going back and forth texting about Eli and what's going on, and then he threw a pretty good pass, but in reality it was a one yard pass. Uh, but it was probably his best pass of the game because he actually had people in his face. He just kind of threw it up in the air, and well, to a wide open Odell, uh, and then and yeah. you could feel like wow they. The Giants can they're gonna win this game. You know, this this looks pretty good right now, and you never feel good with a lead. Um, but game goes on and, and they're up 27-17. We we all know what happens. Um and license plate guy, and I'm gonna pick on him a little because I tweeted at him yesterday, texts, Giants win, Giants win, and he puts it all over his Twitter account. And I I, I I wrote to him, I wrote, Joe, please stop this. Like you gotta be kidding me after last week. And he wrote to me, stop it. And then mm. what happens? Um, they get a field goal, and then the famous onside kick, where everyone wanted to kill Odell. So I'm writing, uh, I'm writing, I'm, I'm writing the post game, like the the kind of the the wrap up, and I realize I have to change everything once this happens. So I rewind it. I'm getting text messages like crazy about the play. I rewind it. It didn't look as gross to me as it did to a lot of people. I didn't think. Odell's play was that bad on that play. I thought Curtis Riley's was ridiculous. Oh, God. But but Odell, and we can get into Curtis Riley too, but Odell's play, I didn't think it was that bad. It looked like he just didn't, he didn't leap at the, he didn't dive at the ball and he tried to swat it. But yeah. I don't know, man. I, I didn't react the way, a lot, the way a lot of people did there. Well, listen, Odell was confused when a ball got past the front wave, which, you know, you're supposed to, you know, there's one guy has responsibility, like one or two guys have responsibilities to block the front line. All right. You block the front line, the ball gets past the front line, and the second hands team, waiver, which was Odell, recovers the onside. Let me guess. Let me guess. Curtis Riley took a bad angle. So, what? I mean, you saw it. Riley blocked the wrong guy. I don't know. Actually, I don't know what Riley was doing. He went to the left and he left his man. To rush right through, and now he's in front of Odell. So Odell kind of panicked. He's not a special teams guy, Odell. Let's not forget. He's a hands guy there. Okay. And he tried to swat it. He didn't know whether or not to jump on it, swat it. Or he, he just panicked at what to do. He made the wrong read on it, Odell. But to question his guts, 
to question his passion, yeah. to say he came up short on because he didn't want to get hit, it might be one of the most asinine things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Here's a guy that got killed last year with that ankle injury and a high throw by Eli, as usual. Okay? <laughs> and now this year, you know, all these slant routes Odell runs, half of the times Odell throws it up high where he leaves Odell exposed to get drilled, okay, which he does numerous times. Now, all of a sudden, you, we're going to question Odell's manhood? I, I mean, I tell you what, you talk about buffoons buffoons do me a favor folks whoever says this or wrote about it go cover tennis go cover roger federer or something or go 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 cover golf in florida and shut up you yeah. know you know nothing about the game and me and carl banks were talking about it after the game we were laughing our butt off about it it's comical yeah what no, people look say at you, look at you name dropping carl banks me and banks are hanging I'm out sorry. i'm sorry i'm name dropping <laughs> but you know carl's my no, man you know jerry no, that's called my man. There, yeah. there's, there's passes that uh, you just talked about um, with Eli, uh, one of the buffoon crew on the text messages that, that you get now, Chris. Uh, he calls it uh, my buddy. Yeah, Matt, so my, my buddy Matt calls it a hospital ball, <laughs> the, the high ones <laughs> that Eli throws. But anyway, Curtis Riley, you brought him up. It's, the, a, it's a good call. The, the, it's a good call, hospital ball. Yeah, the, I like uh, the the play on the onside kick, the. He looked like he was fielding a punt and dropped it, the interception. The angle he took where he took out Jackrabbit on a play where I don't think the bear was touched. They just blew the whistle. I think it was Cohen where the receiver went down and then he got up and ran because Curtis Riley ran into Jenkins and missed, again, missed the, the bear. I think it was Cohen. I'm not sure. I might be wrong. But he had such a horrible game. I, I said... Curtis Riley makes CC Brown <laughs> look like Emlyn Tunnell. Like he is the worst safety I've ever seen. I don't know why Sean Chandler won't get more looks now. I know they use Chandler on special teams and, and, and as a corner. I get it, but they have to do something else. If they want to win these last four, he is beyond right. a liability. Well, they finally got him out of there a few series yesterday. They put Chandler there once, Mike Thomas another time. Sherman was asked about it, you know. Um, yeah, Mike Thomas. I love Mike Thomas. Yeah, I love Mike Thomas too. Um, but you know, he was asked about it, Sherman, and Sherman says, "Yeah, well, well, you know, we're getting the right people on the field at the right time." Translate, yeah, we're finally starting to get Riley out of there. I don't quite know what it, why it took twelve games to be honest with you, Jerry. You oh, know, to God. finally get this guy some, you know, get him off the field because uh, he's hurt us way more than he's helped us, bud. So Bears go down after the um, onside kick. You knew it was going to happen. They tie the game. Then in overtime, I mean, the kid again comes on his jumps on his big blue horse. Says, "I not today, everybody." Twenty nine yards down the right sideline on on a very innocent play. First down. They get in the field goal range. Of course, Rosas now is Mister Automatic. He blasts it, and then the Giants stop him. You know, they but they're the only team, Chris, that forced I think three fumbles on a drive and had the same team recover. I never saw anything like that. But yeah, on defense, man, that. you got to give him credit. B.J. Hill had three sacks. I mean, what a we always talk about Barkley. We talk about Lorenzo Carter, Will Hernandez. Hey, man, B.J. Hill was a find. Hey, this kid can play. And, and you said it. Damon mm -hmm. Harrison was talking about him in, in training camp. And, I was, you know, one guy I was happy for was Olivier Vernon, man. I know he's been yeah, he played well. yep. much, much maligned lately, and, and fans been getting on him. And I get it. I get it 100%. We're paying him a lot of money. But yep. he had two sacks yesterday. He looked, uh, looked good. He looked better. Too. Yeah. Yeah, he had a few pressures, too. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I was happy for 
Listen, I got to know Olivier a little bit. I was happy for him, man. You know, the, the guy cares. Trust me on this. The guy cares. Listen, I know it was a huge contract. I know people are down on him. And rightfully so. Listen, don't get me wrong. I was just happy he had a solid game. And I tell you, another kid, Jerry, yesterday who I liked in the limited snaps he played was another one of our draft picks. I'll get him with draft picks at R.J. McIntosh. Yeah, he he almost got Daniels on one yeah. of those uh, one of those throws. Uh, absolutely, buddy. He had the pressure in his face. I yeah. talked to him after the game in the locker room, and I said, "Yo, real close to that one." He goes, and "I said, I said, what is the difference between last week and this week?" And he just he just says, "You know what? Last week I was still getting my legs, yeah. and I was nervous, man. It was my first NFL game. I, I was nervous. I'm going to admit it. This week, he said, wasn't nervous getting my legs back. And you know what?" This just looks like another – I mean, it's only a limited amount of time. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but I was watching him on film before, Jerry, and yeah. I liked what I saw with him. Yeah. He's out so, of Miami, know, right? Yeah. So you're talking about another kid, you know, that get him with draft. Of course, he had, the, he had the illness, and he's been out the whole year. But here's another kid now you could pencil in next year and say, oh, all right, we got number 90 in this rotation too. Yeah. You know, how about Kerry Wynn too, Jerry? I want him back in the worst way. What about and, you? And, and yeah, and next year he can't be fighting for a spot. He's he's penned in. Don't pencil him in. He's not going to be fighting for a spot. He's a great reserve. You could feel the difference with him back yesterday. And I don't know what his final numbers were. Win, right? Win. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You, you don't yeah. know what his final numbers were, but um, it seemed like he's always around the ball, making plays, making tackles downfield, and yeah. chasing guys yep. if, he, if they – you know, if, if a guy gets through the line, he's the one. It seems like he's making the tackle downfield. I love the kid. Uh, yep. You know, he, he's someone who needs to make the team right out of the gate next year. Good, no, a good special team player, too. Yeah, really good. And, and no yeah. uh, no questioning. And then, you know, yesterday I tweeted that um, the play that, oh, my God, the, the punt, Riley Dixon, and then it was mm. Russell Shepard, and then Hamilton grabs it, and then Diossi oh. downed it. Mm. I, it's funny, man. Guys, tweet, the, the Twitter followers are funny. I tweeted this was the best play in the history of um, giant special teams. And I say that kind of laughing because the special teams have been so abysmal the last five years. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Riley Dixon liked it and Michael Thomas liked it, uh, the tweet. And then you get, no, no, the reasons play in 1990 was way better. I'm like, I know, I know. And then someone writes, someone writes, uh, oh, yeah, you've never seen Renee Thompson. And, you know, to that person, no offense, but I, I, I lose more Giants knowledge in a bowel movement than most people have in their head. So please say, spare me, spare me facts from the past. I get it. I've seen all these guys play. It was just a funny statement uh, because the Giants haven't made a play like that in, since Renee Thompson, probably. So, or Renee yeah. Thompson, however you pronounce it. But. Some people are very serious on Twitter. They think everything you tweet is, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, and, and and look, yesterday I tweeted that this could be this could be the end of Manning, and everyone just got on me. And I thought, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but man, the way that first half was going, and and La, the fact that Lalette addressed it was like, wow, what's what's going on? Shermer bumped him up to two. Something's happening here. Maybe this is the game he gets in. Didn't think he was going to get in against the Bears uh, just because of the Bear defense, but you know, you never know. But um, yeah, dude, what a what a nice win! And and there were times yeah. during that game where you're just like, I can't take this physically. Like, like my heart is going to beat out of my chest and just end up on mm -hmm. the ground. Yeah. I mean, the way they win, it's like nothing. My wife asked me, "Can they ever just win like other teams?" I said, "No, they can't. Yeah. It's impossible." Well, that. Yeah, it's unbelievable, you know. I tell you what, Jerry, two nice wins this year, right? Against a, I know we played the Texans early in the year, but they're now nine and three. Um, the last, their last loss was us, and we beat an eight and three Bears team this year, right? So pretty, two pretty nice wins. And I'm sure people are going to be like, "Well, we played the Texans when they're all two. You know, I, I understand that, folks. I know, you know. <laughs> it's sort of like the guy who, when I tweeted this morning about the onside kick, the typo came up inside kick. 
I know. And some buffoon decided to go, what's an inside kick? Yeah. Like, like he had, like, you know, like, like everybody and their mother responded to me knowing it was onside, you know, but there's always the one, you know, buffoon who wants to yeah. play Dr. Chivago, you yeah, know. The, the grammar, oh. the grammar police. I, the, I, the, I, gra- I, the Harvard grammar go- cop, you know. Don't worry, Chris. I, know, I, I, blo- I, I blocked him already. I blocked him already. Don't worry about it. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, probably. I just called him a buffoon. I didn't know you even blocked him, you know. Yeah. Like, like, I, like we got about, I think about 85 responses. Everybody talk about Odell, the onside. Yeah. And then it's Dr. Harvard, you know, the, the Twitter police guy, you know. Oh, what do you mean by inside kick? Okay, dude, you you, you got me. <laughs> You're awesome. Oh my god. Um, yeah. So listen, uh, the the win would have felt a lot better if uh, the Giants got the job done last week. They'd be sitting at five and seven with real hope. But there is hope now. And and another one of the buffoon crew, uh, who's known as Giant Golfer on Big Blue Interactive, said to us, "We have to break down all the wild card scenarios. That's not going to happen, uh, Giant Golfer. There's oh, no way that thank happens." Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. I uh, thought I, we were I, actually going to do that. No, but listen, I, I'm, I'm in, man. I, I think eight and eight gets in. What are you in on? Oh, time out. What are you in on? I think eight and eight gets in as a wild oh, card. So Every, you think Chris, that Giants have a shot at the wild card if they win? If they went out, yes. Well, if they went out, but you think we're going to win out? Chris, we just beat the Bears. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Okay. All right. You know what the key games? I really think we're going to win in Washington next week. I think that Indianapolis that Colts game down the road. Yep, I agree. Yeah, the Colts game down the road could be a problem. 100% because yeah. uh, it's a way. I think, I think if they're 7-8 and eight and they got Dallas at home week 17, holy crap, man. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. And just to be in it. I just want to be in it. That's it. Meaningful well, football. Is, listen, this is a different team since the bye week. I think Pat Sherman made a lot of positive adjustments since that during that bye week, Jerry. Yeah, yeah uh, this is a different team, bud. This is a different team. They've played much better. They should be four and all, but we're not going to get into that filthy crap down in Philadelphia. Yeah. What happened down there? Um, so listen, this is you know, you look at the schedule. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you a little bit on this. Just I'm gonna buy into you a little bit now, okay? Yeah. Because <laughs> I know the, the I know the buffoon crew was putting on our group text today about we could do the wild card, we could do this, all right? Yeah. Uh, and I'm calling a buffoon crew because you already labeled your friends the buffoon. No, crew, we are. Right? We all are. Yeah, we're. All right. We're so, all right. So, so I don't feel bad saying that. They know I'm not coming malicious. No, we any malicious. It, we, we may get shirts made and, and wear it with pride. Right. Um, um, so, you know, I'm not. Well, let's win in Washington. Yeah. And then you know, and then I think, you know, we'll see what happens down the road. You know, but uh, all I know is Washington, I, Tennessee. I, I, excuse me, Jerry. Washington, Tennessee. Um, at Indy and home against the Cowboys is left. So hey, it's pretty interesting still. These yeah. guys are playing hard, but they're playing hard. Yeah, I, I just think um, yesterday's win does a lot for this team. And to beat a team like that, even with Chase Daniels, that defense was very good. And, um, you know, Barkley lit him up. He had 120, well, 125 yeah. rushing, another 21 receiving. 11 out of 12 games where he broke the century mark from scrimmage. He's one of like six guys to do that or something. And if he does it again, he goes into third place. And then I think Dickerson did it 14 times or somebody like that, I yeah. think, as a rookie. But uh, he's ridiculous, man. And, and you know, what, I tell you, what, what a weapon. Oh, he's an unbelievable weapon, bud. Unbelievable. I tell you what, no who's really playing well, who's really playing well last few games, is that Nate Sola over at left tackle. Yeah, you he said is- that. Yeah. He's playing well. He did a great job on Mac yesterday. Matter of fact, Vin, 
as a matter of fact, you look at the film, the first half, he went against Mack the first half, and he he totally controlled Khalil Mack. So Vic Fangio in the second half says, well, you know what? Forget this. I'm sick of looking at Solder. He's just... He threw Mac over the other side of a wheel the second half. When you say Mac, you mean like uh, the second coming of Lawrence Taylor, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, the second coming of Lawrence Taylor. (laughs) Folks, trust me on this. The people who watch Lawrence Taylor, uh, like me and Jerry did, you know the answer to that. To to the younger generation here who's picking up the giant who are in their 20s or whatever, who never saw Lawrence, trust me and Jerry on this one. Khalil Mack is a nice football player. He's a good player, man. I wish we had him. He is not 56. Yeah, no one like him. Nope. All right, buddy. Um, <clears throat> time for the Buffoon of the Week Award, and we each give one out. And I'm going to let you go first, my friend. Who is your Buffoon of the Week? All right, I'm going to have to go off the field here, and I'm going to have to go with Kareem Hunt. Yeah, good pick. Um, Sorry, but... He, you know, the the whole act there with, with you know, with the kick, drop, kick, and lying to the Chiefs, um, hoping it would go away, and then the video comes out, and his career might be over. You know, um, yeah, no one, no one picked him up. I think he went, he cleared waivers, and nobody picked him up. Thank God. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he could even be picked up right now. He's on the exempt list. Um, nobody's going to touch him. Oh, because I saw, I saw from somebody that I don't know if it was Schefter or somebody said nobody picked him up. So I didn't. It, Maybe you're right. Maybe right. Some, maybe someone can pick him up and not play him, but no team picked him up. So right, right. Nobody's going to touch him. You know, I was surprised the Redskins touched Reuben Foster. Yeah. Um, but nobody's going to touch Kareem Hunt right now. The, 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 he's going to have to get his suspension or whatever the NFL is going to do with him. But Kareem, I hate to say, it, my man, you're a talented young fella, but um, you are going to get the buffoon of the week for your actions. Not to mention now something else came down where you might have clocked somebody in a bar in Cleveland last June. Not a look into that. So, yep, Kareem Hunt. Um, is it sort of sort of like a little bit of a Plaxico incident where a team is thinking Super Bowl and boom, something happens to them in the middle of one of their star players? Yeah, Jerry, what do you think? think? It was ten, I think it was ten years to the day too. That's pretty funny. I know one, you know, shot himself in the leg, and this other guy, you know, with the, with the with beating up the female in the lobby or kicking him, whatever, you know. So that's my buffoon of the week, bud. That's a good one. Mine's going to be a little more lighthearted. I'm going to go with everyone who still believes that the Giants should have taken a quarterback over Saquon Barkley. And it's twofold. One, you're, you're out of your mind because if you watch this kid play, he is generational. He is the best draft pick the Giants have made since Lawrence Taylor. Yes, he is a, even a better draft pick than Odell. Better than uh, Shockey's impact in 2002. This kid is the real deal. And he's a good kid. And, and, and the reason why I say it's twofold is I heard a lot of people saying – Oh, you can get a running back in the third round. Look what the Chiefs did with Kareem Hunt. Hmm, that's interesting because character does matter. And when you take a guy like uh, Saquon Barkley, you, you're picking not only the talent, but you're picking the person that he is too. So that is my buffoon of the week. Every Giant fan who believes that they should still should have still taken a quarterback because this kid is absolutely ridiculous and it's a blessing to have him. Yes, it is. Um, Yes, he represents the organization well. All right, buddy. Any final thoughts on the game yesterday? Anything we didn't cover? Oh, what? um, Trying to think. What about you? Am I missing something? No, I mean we talked about what. What what, what came out to you? What what stood out to you a little bit? That um, um, besides the fact that we need to give the ball to Barkley a lot, and then and Beckham and rinse and repeat the entire game. Well, Uh, I was happy. I was happy with the defense and. 
mm-hmm. for what they did in Philly where they embarrassed themselves. Um, I thought yesterday yeah. they, they kind of set the tone early. And I was impressed because th- th- there's guys were ripping on this defense. I mean, we're like killing Ogletree and Vernon every week. And this guy's not doing well. He's not doing his job. And we're hard on Collins, too, because he's, he's not good in coverage. But for and, and you know what? B.W. Webb, man, I, I like him. I like I think he's a good corner. And I, I've said it before. He's earned a spot next year. And I'm not saying he's going to be a starter, but he's a pretty good player for someone who's bounced around so much. He's kind of holding his own. And it's a questionable pass interference call at the end of the game. I, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, he, he had his arm on the guy, but it wasn't terrible. I mean, I just oh, thought oh, it was... Oh, oh, okay. All right, Joe. Yeah, he climbed a little bit with the arm. So if they want to give us... If they want to call a hold, whatever, okay, I'll give it to you. A little bit. A little bit. But that wasn't catchable, bud. It wasn't catchable. Yeah, I know. It wasn't. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry. Sherman felt like me. I asked him about it in the press. He was like, the way I saw it was uncatchable. Okay. And credit to Pat Sherman, too, because he played that angle this week, Jerry. You could tell the way the Giants were flying coming out of the gate. And he made a comment in his presser about the offensive line against the Bears defense. And he said, and he made this comment of, well, I I thought maybe we should have canceled the game. We didn't have a shot. Good for him. So that told me right there he used that angle all week. I was going to say, the other thing that came out of it was how well the offensive line played against that that defense. I mean, they, they have some studs up there. I mean, Khalil Mack's not Lawrence Taylor, but he's a good, he's a hell of a player. Uh, Leonard Floyd, yeah. Roquan Smith, the kid you like, the rookie who, I think he played his college ball with Carter. Um, they are they are loaded. And uh, I think the thing that made me mad in that game was when they used the defensive tackle to get a touchdown. I just thought, you know, it's not rubbing your face in it, but it is a little... I don't know, man. I, I I find a I got a problem with that, and just use your running back. You have to use a defensive tackle like he's the fridge. That's one. The, that was the most satisfying thing about winning that game is that they did that play. It was a gimmick play. They and I I'm sorry. It was a little rub it in your face kind of thing, and and we came back and won. And I I, I love the fact that we won that game because of that. And more than that, I mean we're still mathematically alive. But um, I thought the offensive line held up, man. I thought they played well, and they're, they're getting better every week. I couldn't agree more, but couldn't agree more. You, you gain 140-something yards on the ground against the number two-ranked defense. Eli doing some things in the overtime, you know, moving the ball through the air with Shep and all that. They did a heck of a job, um, especially considering they only had 100 yards in the first half and they, were, they didn't move the ball at all. So great adjustments by Sherma. Great job by the offense in the second half. Um, great job by Ogletree. Uh, I thought Tomlinson was unbelievable yesterday. I thought he played really well. He'll play really well. Yeah. Um, so, hey, listen, I thought I, I think Janoris Jenkins has really come on the last three weeks. Jack Rabbit actually mentioned that he had an injury at the beginning of the year. Yeah. He doesn't like talking about injuries. He goes, but I'm getting over it now. I feel better. His play has showed that. He, I thought he was excellent yesterday, Jerry. Yep. Very physical against the run, too. You know, Jack Rabbit, nobody ever talks about that, but just watch Jack Rabbit against the run. He he sticks his head in him, man. He, yeah. You know, he'll come up and make a tackle on you. You know, he. He's he's not Deion Sanders going to run away from you know an edge run you know what I mean? Hey, uh, um, I was going to say one more thing. Uh, Giants fan online at at NYG fans online, the guy who really supports us. I mean, he retweets everything we do. He puts it on his, us on his website. Uh, he's really supportive. Um, he said, "If you guys do a Giants buffoon of the year, my vote goes to Curtis Riley." So I just wanted to give him a shout out for that because well, pretty creative. Listen, yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go there, Jerry, because of a guy's performance. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to go there. Um, and, and listen, you know, the Giants online guy, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. But just to say something to him, I know he listens, just to say something that, you know, he kind of threw it out there maybe that the Bears 
Trubisky could have played yesterday, but they saved him for next week. And, and you know, that's that doesn't really fly in the NFL. You know, you saw it, you see what happens, right? When you play a backup quarterback, and you made a lot of mistakes out there, Daniel, yesterday. You don't, you don't think there was any truth to that? No, I don't. Not at all. Nah, yeah, because the only reason I ask is like Sam Darnold, I think, is healthy enough to play. And I think they're saving him. I do. I, I don't care what anybody. Uh, I, I tell you what, Jerry, that was kind of mentioned that yesterday. Bowles kind of even kind of mentioned that, right? He he actually kind of implied that a little and bit. And I only say that because why why would you play Sam Darnold and and he's going to have to learn a whole new offense next year? Like it's almost like unlearn this completely. Well, then- Jerry, I'll tell you what, Jerry, if that is true in Jetland, that just goes to show you whatever buffoon organization. And Todd Bowles is a horrific head coach because this kid needs reps, Jerry. This kid needs reps. He's a rookie. Yeah. You're not going to the playoffs. Right, you're not you're not fighting for the last playoff spot, whatever it might be. You want the veteran because you know, well, this kid's got to get reps. I, I don't get it. Let him see different defenses. Let him see this. So, so he's good to go, but you're going to go with McCown because why? Because why? I mean, what's what would be the reason for that, Jerry? Yeah, yeah. If that is true, I think. And, and I think, you're right, I think Jerry, because I think because you don't want to ruin. Look, we don't want to talk about the Jets anymore. But I think it's. No. I think some of it's because you don't want to ruin a young kid mentally and then you know he's like the 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 mess that Goff was his rookie year with with fisher it's amazing he came back as and made himself anything with with mcveigh so i just think some of it has to do with the the situation they're in if they have if they have a bad team around them uh you know uh, whatever i don't care yeah whatever man listen listen uh i I just don't agree with it i think of rookie kids you see more and more defenses but whatever that's their decision uh maybe that's why the jets haven't Never won a Super Bowl since dinosaurs were walking around, you know. So, um, hey, whatever, whatever. But uh, I'm glad about our kid Barkley's getting all these snaps and doing his thing, bud. And um, Eli will be the quarterback probably next year, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, buddy. <laughs> On to Washington. All right, everybody, be sure to order your copy of the Giant Insider newspaper. Go to www.thegiantinsider.com or visit magster.com for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R.com. We have a new issue out printed last night. Should be on newsstands next day or so. Yearly subscriptions are $39.95 for paper copies, and the digital version is only $17 for a yearly subscription. 14 issues as we're bi-weekly during the season and monthly in the offseason. The next podcast will drop at 8 p.m. Thursday night, December 6th, where we preview the Redskins game, make our picks for week, what are we, 14? And we take your Twitter questions, which is a lovely segment. I love it. I, I can't get enough of that one. Thanks for listening, everyone, to the Giant Insider Podcast. I'm Jerry Foley. He's Chris Bizignano, and remember, guys, Sundays are giant days, and the Giants are alive. (laughs) Take care, everybody.